Hi, and welcome to this episode of A Big Mouthful. My name is Simon Pearson, and I am the chair of the LGBT network for Cumbria, Northumberland, Tynanweir, NHS Foundation Trust. And it's important for me to let you know that all views expressed in this podcast are most definitely my own. I decided to do this one ahead of the planned episodes because of the anxieties that I keep hearing and people expressing regarding the coronavirus. I'm not going to discuss this from a medical or control of disease perspective. There's plenty of experts out there already doing that. What I want to discuss is the isolation and the increased levels of anxiety and what we can do to help ourselves. I'm also going to talk about two coping strategies, one using the stop skill and then mindfulness. And there will be a five minute exercise you can follow at the end of this cast. To start off with, what I thought it was important to do was to talk about those anxieties about the coronavirus. It's not hard to be anxious right now, given all the uncertainty and upheaval the the virus has brought to our everyday lives. Worries about contracting the virus, that loved ones are going to get it, especially those that we know who are elderly or have got underlying physical health problems. Worries about getting sick, losing incomes, figuring out childcare, feeling socially isolated or not having enough food or other household provisions. These are all unsettling things and can add to levels of anxiety and depression. And there's some some things that we can do to help ourselves in and around that. We can find new ways to connect with co-workers, friends and family. We've all got access to mobile phones. Just because we might be physically isolated from people doesn't mean to say we have to be socially isolated. We are living in a time where there are many options to choose to stay connected through the technology that we've got in, in the house. FaceTime, WhatsApp, text messaging and just picking up the phone to talk to people. And rather than making it a chore, you know, we're not rushing around. Well, a lot of us aren't rushing around to to go out there to do stuff because we're isolated at home. Settle down with a cup of tea, snuggle into that chair, get on the phone and just chat. Talk about stuff to people just to make sure that somebody's okay. Let them know that you care. Let them know that you're listening to them. Let them know that you're there for them. It's important to keep our daily routines as consistent as possible as well. And I I say to people that I know, some of my clients, that get a timetable for yourself. I know it sounds really, really basic, but get a timetable for yourself so you get into the routine of doing things every day. Set a time for yourself to get up and getting up and going to bed at the right times is really, really important. Just because you're not getting out and about doesn't mean to say you shouldn't just stay up till two, three o'clock in the, the morning and then stay in bed for the early part of the day. That's going to really upset your equilibrium. So get into a routine of getting up every day in the morning, making yourself get washed and dressed, clean your teeth, go down for breakfast and set out a routine as to what you're going to do for yourself. It's really important to do that. For exercise as well, if you're worried about not getting exercise, there's loads of YouTube programs out there that you can actually plug into to get some workouts at home. There's loads of yoga, there's loads of gentle exercising, armchair exercising. It doesn't have to be that strenuous, but there are those if you want them to work up a sweat. Read a book, listen to music, um, 
keeping in touch with people plan these during the day so that you know that you've got something to do something to look forward to focus on what you control instead of what you can't control that's really 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 important know that your feelings are normal and valid and that it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling remind yourself that what's going on is temporary and try to find comfort in knowing that we're all going through these tough times of uncertainty all together and with regards to controlling what you can and can't control things you can't control so you can let go of these things you can't control if others follow the rules of social distancing you can't control the actions of others you can't control other people's motives or how other people react or how long this will last or the amount of toilet paper at the shops what you can control is your positive attitude how you follow recommendations laid out by the government and healthcare professionals what you can control is finding fun, fun things to do at home and you can by using the strategies that we're going to talk about at the end control your level of anxiety and how you feel about what's going on around you you can be gentle be, be extra gentle with yourself as well when the world is being hard on us for no good reasons it can be even easier to be hard on ourselves and instead of beating ourselves up about not being as productive as as we normally might be practice self-compassion give yourself a break you've done the best you can um, in some less than ideal circumstances try to say something warm to yourself every day like today you're going to give yourself less pressure to actually achieve things and if you don't do it right now that's fine you can do it later on or you'll do it tomorrow simple things that you can do as well and it sounds really basic is be, be present with ourselves when we're sitting down and doing things don't multitask if you're going to sit down and have your cup of coffee, sit down, have your cup of coffee in the morning and think about your timetable. Think about the things that you're going to do. Just be with yourself. Eat slower and notice how much you actually enjoy the food that you've chosen at that moment. And like I said earlier, when you're on the phone with a friend or a family member or somebody that you, that you really care for, just relax into the chair and have that conversation with them and listen to what's been said. Don't do other things at the same time. They're really, really simple things, but they will have an impact upon how you actually respond and feel about things. Cut back on media exposure. Whilst most of us want to stay informed, the constant talk about the virus in the news and on social media can be overwhelming. It can feed into our fears and anxieties. So... Don't listen to it 24-7. Set your timer on your phone to remind you to watch the news at 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock and turn off some of the, the alarms on your app to notify you when some messages have come through. You don't need to read them all the time. And keep things in perspective. That's really, really important to do. You know, it's um, a lot of scary stuff out there try our best to take a deep breath and remind yourself that most people who contract the, the virus not everybody is going to suffer as we imagining that they might do know that a little bit of anxiety isn't necessarily a bad thing 
full-on panic in times of distress is unproductive but a small dose of fear or anxiety can actually be helpful and those emotions however unpleasant they actually motivate us to prepare for and protect ourselves and against potentially dangerous situations so anxiety is there it's a self-defense mechanism but we need to be able to control it rather than it control us that leads nicely into couple of exercises that I've got for you that I think will be really really useful to look at firstly there's the mindfulness exercise now I love this I teach this all the time to all the clients that I see and it's one of those things that you think to yourself oh there's a hippy dippy clap trap but the more you practice it the more proficient you become at actually using it the easier it becomes and the more beneficial it does become it's not one of those things that you do once and that's it, like taking a paracetamol for a headache. It's something that you have to do on a daily, regular basis to feel the benefit and to feel how it actually works for us. The mindfulness that I teach is all about focusing on your breathing and noticing that there's all these thoughts, all this negativity, all these worries going round and round in our head with that level of rumination that goes on with levels of anxiety. It's accepting that it's there but it's also learning to be able to let it go. So we're noticing, we're accepting, and we're letting it go. And that's the key to this. And we're doing that by teaching ourselves to be able to focus on our breathing and our mind will wander away, back from our, away from our breathing, back to those thoughts that consume us. And then we, we learn how to gently notice that those thoughts are there, accept that they're there, but just let them go, let them wash over us. That's the whole emphasis behind the, the mindfulness that I'll give you the exercise for in a minute. Secondary to that is the stop skill. Stop is a very good tool to have. It works in conjunction with the, the mindfulness. Stop stands for stop. Take a step back. Observe what's going on with you and proceed mindfully. So... For those of you who understand anxiety well and are aware of the physical sensations associated with anxiety, you'll get that feeling in the pit of your stomach or you'll get that dry mouth or you'll get that increased level of heartbeat and breathing because you're feeling threatened. What you need to do as soon as you get that first physical sensation in your body is stop. Try visualising a red stop sign in front of you. So you stop, you're freezing in your tracks, you don't move. You don't react when your emotions are hot and filled full of energy. You stop. Imagine a red button as well, just hit that red button, stop. Take a step back from what you're doing. You can do this in your mind or you can physically take a step back. That helps you detach yourself from the intensity of the urge to respond. Then notice your breathing and try to take a few slow, deep breaths. Then observe if there are any other people around you. Observe where you are. Notice colours, sounds, textures, what people are doing, what they're saying. Notice your dog. Notice your cat. Notice your goldfish. Just observe your environment. When we're in crisis, it's easy to zoom in and only see a tiny piece of the bigger picture. But then that only gives you a fraction of all the information that's going on around you. 
you need to be able to see the whole picture by zooming out in order to consider the best course of action to take for yourselves when you're feeling in that way. Once you've done that, you can then proceed mindfully by using the techniques that we've learned from the mindfulness. That is noticing, accepting and letting go. It's not easy. It takes practice. But if you do it every day, then it will be useful for you. Just to recap on what I've been talking about so far in this podcast is find new ways to connect with friends and family using the existing technology that we've all got at home. Keep your daily routine as consistent as possible using a timetable if need be for yourself. Focus on what you can control instead of what you can't. Use self-compassion to be gentle with yourself. Try to cut back on your media exposure. Try to keep things in perspective. And understand more about anxiety and that having some anxiety isn't necessarily a bad thing. I really do hope that you found that all very, very worthwhile. And I hope that you have gained some information there that you can use for yourself and to share with family members and friends and work colleagues. If it helps reduce any levels of anxiety and helps create some routine, then that's great. So all that's left to me for the moment is to say thank you very much for listening. Please contact me through the email address and leave any suggestions, ask any questions, make any comments about what you've heard today or in previous podcasts or what you'd like to hear in future podcasts. The mindfulness exercise is next, so I'm going to say goodbye now. And I want you to look after yourselves, please, and stay safe. For the mindfulness exercise, you need to make yourself as comfortable as you can in a chair or on the floor. If you are sitting, then perhaps have your feet on the floor so you feel grounded with your back straight, but not too rigid. Close your eyes if you feel comfortable doing so, or if you don't want to, or feel that you're going to fall asleep, perhaps focus on a point on the floor so you're not too distracted by things around you. And first, just begin to notice your breathing. Notice what it feels like when you're breathing in and notice what it feels like when you're breathing out. Notice how the in-breath feels different from the out-breath. Notice how your body responds to the in-breath, how it responds to the out-breath. Notice what your chest does with the in-breath and what your chest does with the out-breath. Notice what your stomach does with the in-breath and what your stomach does with the out-breath. Notice if there are any other parts of your body that respond with the in-breath or out-breath. Notice what it feels like when you are inhaling or exhaling through your nose or your mouth. Notice if there are any sounds associated with the in-breath or out-breath. That is your task. Just to notice what it feels like when you're breathing in and to notice what it feels like when you're breathing out. And when your mind wanders from your breath, which it will, 
because that's what minds do. They wander all the time to all sorts of places, some good and some not so good. But when it does, let it, just let it. But notice where it's wandered to and accept that in that moment, that's where it went. And then in that moment, trying to let that thing go. Whether it's a thought or a feeling or even both. Letting it go in that moment, letting it pass by. Not forever, probably not for very long. But in that moment, just letting it go, letting it pass by. And then gently, not forcing your mind because you can't, but just gently bringing your mind back to your task, back to noticing what it feels like when you're breathing in and back to noticing what it feels like when you're breathing out. And your mind will wander many times and that's fine. Each time it does, let it. Just notice where it went in that moment. Accept that in that moment, that's the message your brain or your body wanted to send you. That is what it wanted you to focus on. And not trying to control it, not trying to wrestle with it, not trying to block it or ignore it. But in that moment, just let it go. And in doing so, when you're able, bring your mind back, back again to the in-breath and back to the out-breath. And at times your mind may wander to the same thought and feeling again and again, which is okay. Just notice that once more, this is where it returned. Accept that again, your body and brain wanted you to be aware of this. And each time letting it go once more before again, getting that gentle shift back when you're able, back to this breath now coming in and back to this breath now going out. And the task is not to hold rigidly onto your breath. You may only be on your breath for a moment before it wanders off again, which is fine. The task is just to get that gentle shift, that shift when your mind wanders away. And then when you have noticed this, you have an opportunity to get that gentle shift back again, back to that anchor point, back to the breath. So that it is the shift that matters away from and back to your task, not how long you were focusing on your breath. Your mind may also wander to other things, sounds and noises that you hear around you, inside and outside the room, and that's fine. Just notice and accept that this is where your awareness had been drawn. And then in that moment, trying to let your awareness of those sounds and noises pass by, before again gently bringing your mind back to that in-breath and back to that out-breath. And at times your mind may wander to physical sensations, parts of tension or discomfort in your body, and that's absolutely okay. Just notice and accept that tension and discomfort are held there and that in that moment you are made aware of this. And then perhaps trying to let some of that tension go with an out-breath before gently bringing your attention back to what it feels like when you're breathing in and what it feels like when you're breathing out. Your mind may wander back to where tension and discomfort are still held, which is fine. 
Just notice and accept that this is where tension and discomfort remain and that your awareness has been drawn back to it once more. And then in that moment, trying to let your awareness of those things go, your awareness of the tension and discomfort pass by before again gently, not forcing your mind because you can't, but gently bringing your mind back to the in-breath, back to the out-breath. And now perhaps taking some time, even if just for a minute or so, to continue this process, your task of noticing what it feels like when you're breathing in and noticing what it feels like when you're breathing out. And then when your mind wanders from your task, which it will, just let it, but notice where it wandered to, accepting this is where it went in that moment. And then in that moment, gently letting it go before again gently bringing your mind back, back to the in-breath and back to the out-breath. Do that exercise on your own now for as long as you want to. But when you're ready to come out of the mindfulness session, begin to become aware of your breath then becoming aware of the sounds that you can hear around you inside and outside of the room. Become aware of where you are, how you are sitting or how you are lying and what you are doing and then gently open your eyes and take in the room again. But in the meantime, continue the process of noticing what it feels like when you're breathing in and notice what it feels like when you're breathing out. And when your mind wanders from your task, which it will do, let it. But notice where it's wandered to, accepting that this is where it went to in that moment. And then in that moment, gently letting it go before again, gently bringing your mind back again to the in-breath and the out-breath. <laughs>